like sports? Do you like beer? Do you love sports and beer? Then you're exactly where you need to be. This is the Hughes Views and Brews Show on 
wonderful place right there on uh, Lamont Road. So um, lots of stuff coming up in beer. We'll talk about that and much, much more. Uh, Mike's, Mike's actually just watching. He's counting his money uh, sitting on the other side because he wagered on uh, the Indians on the money line tonight. Uh, and a nine run over under over nine. And uh, it's five nothing after the first inning. So he's doing well. Sox uh, have sent six guys that will play in the first two innings. That's pretty bad. So the White Sox did win um, a couple games. They had a homestand. They go three and four on a homestand with Minnesota and Detroit. You can't do that. You can't lose two games to Detroit in a four-game set. You can't do it. Not if you're trying to win. Now, I look at it and I say, and I said two weeks ago that the White Sox just break it up, break up the team. They're not going to beat anybody. And of course, what do they do? They just hang around. They hang around. They're going. They're they're on an eight-game trip in seven days before the All-Star break. Okay. They play Cleveland for four games, a doubleheader on Tuesday, and then they play Minnesota for four games. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday in Minnesota. We'll see what happens. But both of those teams are ahead of them, as are a bunch of other teams in the wild card standings. I don't know if you checked, but the White Sox are currently behind Cleveland and Baltimore in the wild card standings. That's right, Baltimore. The Orioles have won eight in a row, and uh, they take on the Cubs in a couple of games starting tomorrow night. So uh, we'll see how the Orioles do, see how the Cubs do. But a lot to talk about with baseball. You're supposed to win your home games in all sports, basketball, football especially, uh, baseball. The White Sox are 41-43. and 43. Currently, they're 19-25 and 25 at home. Um, sucks would be a good word for that. Blows would be a better word for that. Uh, three and four in the homestand, as I talked about, just absolutely brutal. But when you are at home and you struggle against guys named Bo Brisky and Drew Hutchinson, you're a team that's supposed to be able to put runs up on the board. You're supposed to be homering. You're supposed to be running the bases. And um, this has been a brutal uh, performance by the White Sox so far this season. They got a tremendous outing on Saturday from Mike and my favorite pitcher on the White Sox, Johnny Cueto. Johnny Cueto goes in, uh, eight innings or into the eighth inning. He's got eight quality starts in his 10 games. Um, he went six innings. And just he's pitching so well for the White Sox. And LaRusso was just fawning over him the other day. He's a guy the White Sox wish they had at the very start of the season because he's a guy that shows you at 36 years old, he runs the stadium stairs from foul line to foul line at uh, guaranteed rate field between starts. Um, maybe he's showing some of these other guys. Michael Kopech, who actually pitched okay on Sunday, after he, after they they came out, and had to check on him because he may have tweaked his knee or his foot. Jeez, he was fine. There was nothing wrong with him. He went five plus innings. Sox finally ended up getting a win. Kopech didn't get the victory. When I talk White Sox, I should drink heavily, and that's a perfect thing to do when you're watching White Sox baseball um, because they're absolutely brutal. Um, Dylan Cease, we'll talk a lot more about Dylan Cease as my guy, Mike, slides on in. That's nice about having these uh, yeah, these little wheelies. Yeah. That's pretty nice, huh? 
Yeah. So I'm not nearly as tall as you this week. <laughs> not this yeah. week. Yeah. Last week you were 11 foot tall. Yeah. Next week we'll next Yao week we'll, size. You were young Ming yes. size last week. Next week hopefully we'll have our regular chairs, which are comfortable. These are pretty damn comfortable. They're just very low. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're low riders. Yeah. Yes, they are low riders. So um, the White Sox are struggling. We've been talking about this for the last month. Yes. Because they've just been a team that has been struggled throughout. Yesterday though. It's funny because not many people talk about Tony La Russa making a nice play yesterday. A nice move. Tony La Russa made a nice play. A nice move. Nice move. What was the move? What was the move? Gavin cheats at homer earlier in the yeah. game. Yeah. There's runners on base late in the game. Yeah. And what does he do? He pinch hits for Gavin Cheats with AJ Pollock. Pollock gets the hit, drives in the game winning run. Yeah. Listen, and the one thing about AJ Pollock is his 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 past. Supersedes him a little bit because he's always he's always been that guy that's always been banged up, been a little always, constantly. always. He constantly. ties in perfectly even with the White Sox, Sox. even yeah. with the White Sox. Sure, he's been banged up, beat up a little bit. Yeah, but when he's healthy, the dude's a gamer. Yeah, he play. He's a really good player. He's a really good player when he's healthy. Hopefully, that's the, you needed that fire starter. You're lacking that type of person on this White Sox. Well, yeah, and you get a nice big win, so you go to Cleveland, and what do you do? You give up five runs in the first inning. There you go, baby. And you and I, were, we're not watching it on TV. Right. So I was looking at it on GameCast on the White Sox uh, site, and it was infield single, infield single, and we saw a broken bat. Broken bat single in the middle. <laughs> Unbelievable. This is typical White Sox baseball. Lancelin's not getting hit hard. Right. But he also was struggling, walking people. Again, he can't do I mean, that. this is the third starting role. Yeah. I mean, last week, you and I were sitting there bullshitting back and forth. Yeah. And it's the same exact thing, guys. We've seen this over the last three, four starts of Lansing where he cannot find the strike zone. Yeah. It's going to become an issue. It's already become an issue. Yeah. Where, he, again, tonight, five runs in the bottom of the first. What are you doing? I know. I know. What are you doing? And this White Sox team doesn't score five runs very often. No. So it's very no, difficult not. for them to come back. And more stuff from uh, uh, Bob Nightingale. Bob Nightingale is a great follow on Twitter. Bob Nightingale always seems to be hooked in to White Sox baseball. I don't know if it's Jerry Reinsdorf he knows or if it's Kenny Williams or who he knows. We'll talk about a Bob Nightingale comment in a minute or so. Um, But the White Sox just seem like a dead team. And I posted a tweet the other day talking about, you know, have you seen a team more dead than the White Sox? They just seem brutal. So bad, but then they're 41 and 43, and baseball's a long season. They right. played going into tonight's game, they played 84 games, so just over halfway in the season. So you have a long time to do something. The Braves, I mean, everybody keeps bringing up the Braves, yeah, they were bad last year under 500, and things got much better. The White Sox have that capability, they're they should be able to do this, but we'll have to wait and see. Um, couple other things I want to talk about before we get to some of the all-star stuff and other things because um, Jeff Passon talked about that. Let's talk about the Bob Nightingale thing. Because there were reports that said there's been a lot of whispers of unrest and clicks and a lack of player leadership inside the clubhouse tearing apart this talented team. That was what we saw in Bob Nightingale's column yesterday. Right. Okay. Bob Nightingale tweeted today. Um, let me see here. Of course, I got it on my thing. I got it on my phone. I saved it. Chicago White Sox president Ken Williams. About their underachieving performance this season, reminding them of their talent, but that it was time to focus and pull together. No one was absolved from the players to the staff for the team's woes. Right. Now, 
it's great if he would have put that together with this. Right. But Bob Nightingale is a skilled professional writer, and he's, he knew he had other stuff to save and throw it out there. Now, Kenny Williams must be the guy he knows. Somebody. He, know, he, he knows somebody. He knows, right? someone. he knows somebody. But the thing is, someone needed to step up and kick this team in the ass. Right. And Tony La Russa came in this year, or last year, actually. But Tony La Russa came in, and everyone said he's an old guy. How's he going to deal with this year's, you know, this kind of players? Maybe they shouldn't have had him deal with the, this, the current players. Maybe he should come in and be the hard ass he was before. Right. Well, the, you know? the fact of the matter is, though, okay, we, you've seen this team now for the last three, four years. It's almost been the same, almost identical team for the last three to four years. High expectations going into each and every single season. Yeah, when it first got, when it first, you know, was acclimated and was put together, it was okay. You got to give it a year to let it gel. Yeah. After that, it's okay. We need to be a playoff team. You guys were a playoff team. Now we're at that point where it's winner bust now, and if you're not doing what you need to do, then it's time to do something else. You always got to go to the next step. You don't. You don't want to be stuck in the in the baseball hell that the Cubs were. I'm a diehard Cub fan. We were stuck in baseball hell there after that 20, I mean, 2017. Okay, fine. You still got your core group of guys, right. Bryant, Rizzo, Contreras, Baez. You know, you still had your core group of guys. But it was different. Our guys were healthy. Yeah. They stayed healthy. Yeah. The Sox can't stay healthy if their life depended on it. No. So you, you got to figure out something with what's going on with this White Sox team, whether it's, hey, what can you get for Eloy right yeah. now? Can you get anything for Eloy at this point? All right. Out of all the pieces on this White Sox team, who is a viable trade candidate? Who can you trade to get something back in return to make almost no one? Who has got to be someone out of the pen? Is somebody out of the pen? Yeah, I mean, can 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 you get anything for Eloy? I don't know because he can't stay healthy. Exactly. Yeah, he cannot stay healthy. And Pollock maybe, maybe if Pollock can stay healthy. Yeah, not much. No. So it'll be it'll be interesting. The trade deadline's the first couple of days in August. Yeah, it's coming up. It's coming up very quick. Yeah, very very soon. So we'll see how that goes. I was looking at the standings today, and could all five American League East teams make the playoffs? Now with the playoffs, you have the three teams, the three division winners, right? And then you have the wild card. I'm looking at it today, right now. Playing right now, the Yankees would be in, Boston would be in, Tampa would be in, Toronto would be in. And right now, Baltimore is only a couple games out of a playoff spot. It'd be a hell of a lot of fun. Wouldn't, wouldn't it be it? interesting? would be crazy? I would love to see it, actually. If the White Sox aren't going to go, I'd love to see it because I love the Baltimore team with what they're doing and all these young guys. I'm a big fan of Trey Mancini. Yeah. So I'm playing high school or in college at Notre Dame. Uh, that would be awesome. It would be so cool to see that. Now, it would be cool and bad for baseball. I think I don't think it would be. Uh, I think it was a be. baseball fan. It's like holy shit! I've never seen this happen before. No, I understand that. You know? But for the rest of the teams in baseball, yeah, having the East have five of the seven teams in the playoffs, that would not be good. Yeah, okay, I, I can see that. I you know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, they would. Have, so basically, it would be them if Seattle fell out of the wild card spot and Baltimore jumped in. Your wild cards would be Boston, Tampa, Toronto, and Baltimore. Everybody except the Yankees, who are 15 <laughs> games up, yeah, which is just absolutely disgusting. Oh, yeah, absolutely disgusting. You, you want to, you don't know, even know it's even more disgusting, right? Uh, you, you, everybody's talking about how good the Yankees are. Okay, then they are. They are. They have been fantastic since yeah. the word go this yeah. season. How piss poor have the Angels been? 
I know. They had a hot streak there where they were neck and neck with the Astros at the beginning of the year. Yeah. And then just completely nosedived. Well, and Trout was hurt for a while. Trout was hurt. Yeah. And then they lost Rendon. Yeah. Uh, and they still have zero pitching. I know. It's like, what are you? Oh my god! They just finished. They just finished a one and the eight stretch. Worst. Yeah. They they have the worst record from May twenty. You saw that on. too. Yeah. May fifteenth. May fifteenth. Yeah. So they've won yeah. like seventeen games or yeah. something like that. They've been absolutely brutal. It's been Oof. them. And, and it's funny that the Cubs are on that list because, like I said, the Cubs just got done winning four out of five, four series in a row. Cubstick. No, but I'm, it was surprising they were on that list. Of teams that have played so poorly since May 15th. Right. When they've won four series going into that Dodgers yeah. series. And, and they played tough. You got Bodie back. Oh, yeah. Bodie, yeah. He's, and he's... one of your favorite guys makes the All-Star team in half. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're not yeah. a fan of him either. No. Yeah. I'm gonna, I, you know. Yeah, I'm going to say, Alex, if you're listening, I hope you are. Revenge season my ass, Alex. He still stinks. <laughs> in half stinks. It's bullshit. He's a big fish, small pond on this team. So okay, so we talked White Sox. Um, well, there, there's still, I still got some more things. No, to we talk get about the White Sox. Go ahead, go ahead, because right. we got a ton of White Sox. Yeah. We got, I got a bunch of other baseball stuff right. to talk about. We got like like Kyle Schwarber, a guy I wanted the White Sox to look into. Why offseason? A left-handed hitter, 28 home runs. The all entire, he does is hit homers. The entire AL Central needs a big lefty power bat, and they fucking let it go. Anyways, I want to get on this. All right. Uh, everything's gearing up for the all-star break here coming up next week, right? Yes. Everything's gearing yeah, up. Yeah, we got it. Uh, we got a There's show a next Monday. Snubs. There's a couple yeah. snubs here and there. Dylan Cease is technically one of these snubs. I know it's you, you, know, you, you, you and a paragraph down there. Well, you and I are the least surprised that Dylan Cease isn't there. In 17 games, he's seven and four, a 245 ERA. Great ERA. 90, right, 92 innings, 153 strikeouts, a whip of 1.23. Okay. Right. His wins this year. Out of his seven this wins, hysterical. Now, guys, listen. His wins this year. Okay. Well, he's beat Tampa and San Francisco, Oof. two teams that are over five hundred. Okay. Two. Even though Tampa just got swept by someone the other day, yeah, they got swept by who? They got swept by somebody really yeah. stinking. Yeah, yeah, bad. Yeah. Uh, the Baltimore. Reds. Yeah. No, I think it was the Reds. I don't oh. know. But anyway, his other wins. His other five wins out of the seven. Two against Detroit. He's beat the Angels, Kansas City, and Baltimore. There you go, guys. So five of this guy's seven wins come against teams that are below 500. Yeah. Every time he faces a team above 500, he gets shellacked. Yeah. I mean, legit. He had, he can't win. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. Now, he's got a better war, more strikeouts, and a lower ERA than two of the Yankee pitchers that are going to the All-Star game. Okay. Than Cole and Cortez. Got he's it. Got, he's better in all of those spots. The Yankees did not need another All-Star. Okay? They got enough of them. You got Judge, you got Stanton, you got all these, you got three pitchers. There's a reason that this team has won 50 games already this season. Yeah, but closing on 60 already. Right. But you want to know why? Because it's a team full of all stars. That's why. Every single one of those, you could start every single player on the New York Yankees right now, today, tomorrow, next week, whenever, to be your starting lineup for your all star team, and nobody's going to bat an eye. It's just it's it's one of those things. Nobody's well, gonna bat an eye about it. Because we got to see on a national basis every game in the Yankees Red Sox series. Because if it wasn't on ESPN, it was on MLB Network or it was on Fox. Mm-hmm. So every game you get to see. It's the biggest rivalry in sports. There's no other rivalry. Now that I don't there, work right? for ESPN anymore, uh, Mike North, we you saw it's it's the uh the Eastern Shore uh 
oh, what the hell did he call it for? Now I can't remember. But it was basically all they want to do. They always want to show Yankee stuff. It's Yankees, Red Sox, Yankees, Red Sox. You'll see every game, every single game they can put on. promoting network, right? It basically. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. And I cannot stand that we always get to see all them. Um, then I'm watching some baseball, and it's hard to believe that there are so many bad teams out there. Yeah. Detroit's struggling. Baltimore's getting better. But there's a lot of teams in baseball. Um, when Kansas I was City growing stinks. up, they used to have an American League and a National League. And I would not be against that because next Just next year division. next year they're having the balanced schedule. And I, I read up on it, made sure I knew what I was talking about. The balanced schedule, not as bad. Instead of 19 games against every division opponent, you're playing 14. You're playing every team in baseball. You're doing all that. That's great. That's wonderful. And people say, well, maybe this will be easier – for the American League East, you're not playing all these games against the East. You're getting to play everybody else. Wonderful. Everybody gets to see the Yankees. Everybody gets to see the Red Sox, all that stuff. You have a three-game series with the other teams, and they alternate year right. in and year out. Right. That's cool. That's fine. But I just um, – I'm, I'm watching and I'm looking at, at this team, and I, lo- I love watching uh, baseball. I love watching what they're doing. But you look at it, and it's just – so much of the East Coast bias. Yes. Okay. And that's what it comes up with ESPN. It comes up. Yes. And a great point came out on the way here. I was listening to Waddle and Sylvia on ESPN 1000. Okay. And they're talking about how they don't want A-Rod and Roger Clemens in the Hall of Fame. But during the ESPN broadcast on Sunday night on the K-Rod. They have them every fucking day. But on, yeah, on the K-Rod network because they, they have an alternate viewing thing, which okay. is all really cool. If they did it right, um, they had A-Rod talking to Roger Clemens for 45 minutes. Two guys that nobody wants in the Hall of Fame, right. but they're great players that played in the game. I mean, th- there's so much ass-backward stuff in Major League Baseball. Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame. Put Clemens in, put Bonds in, put Sosa. All the, I don't care, right. put all these guys in. Everybody did stuff. It just certain guys got caught. Certain guys were better with steroids than other guys. Well, yeah, Mark, uh, Mark McGuire is one of those players for me. Yeah. I mean, he is not – I mean, he doesn't have 3,000 hits. He barely has 500 homers. I know. His average stinks. His RBIs stink. The reason why he would be a Hall of Famer is because he has 500 homers. Mm-hmm. The whole reason. Yeah. I know you have other stuff, but I want to be – let's get to the All-Stars, some more of the All-Stars. Yeah, yeah. Jeff Passan listed. And Jeff Passan's a great writer. He is. He's got great opinions at ESPN. He, listed, he gets a lot of shit, though. He listed 17 players that were snubbed for the All-Star game. Carlos Rodon. Yes. Your favorite guy who you have in every one of your leagues, Ty France. Yes. Okay. Uh Gaussman, who's pitched very well. Kevin the White Gauss- Sox yes. handled him. Um, Austin Riley, who's who just That's lit it up over the weekend That's against a, the Braves for the Braves. That's okay. A big time snub in my opinion. But he listed 17 players snubbed. My question is: how many freaking guys you're gonna have in an all-star game? Okay, you can only, I mean, they already have too many. And they added Pujols and Cabrera as for this. Legends. Yeah, which is great. That's fine. I, like I think that. that's a that's wonderful cool. thing. That's great. Yeah. That's very, very cool. The All Star game coming up next week in Los Angeles. That'll be nice. It's funny, too, because it's going to be played at a time where the sun is going to be bothering all the hitters. Right. It's going to be so great. So the pitchers are going to just right in like the batter's eye. mow yeah, everybody exactly. down. Yeah. <laughs> but I, there's always snubs. Okay. Yes. And that's what everyone looks forward to. Dylan C. snub. Tim Anderson gets voted in. Okay. There are three other shortstops in the American League that I'd have started. Bo Bichette. Bo Bichette, yes. Xander Bogarts. Yeah. 
I mean, the, the kid down there out in uh, Texas, Trey Turner. Yeah. Right. I mean, come on. All these. I mean, I like Tim Anderson. He's great offensively. Offensively. You said Trey Turner. That's not right. Uh, yeah. The kid down there in Texas. Yeah. But Trey Turner's in the, in Los Angeles. Who's the kid that? Oh, Seeger. Seeger. Yes. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. They slip swap. They yeah. Slip swap. I know. Yeah. I know. Seeger. <laughs> Seeger's having a hell of a year down there in Texas as well. There's a couple different guys out there right now that are playing really, really good at their positions. I know Paul was talking about you drinking your twisted tea and your yeah, fire. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Don't, yeah. You know. Shut up, Paul. All right, let me do my thing. All right, but no, like I'm, I'm being honest though. Like Tim Anderson, although I, I got Tim Anderson on three fantasy baseball teams, he is fantastic as a hitter. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Thank God. Thank the heavens. Yeah, I am not charged by the dumb fucking mistakes this guy makes at shortstop. He makes a lot of them. He did uh, another one today. Yeah, he went to flip the second. There was no one there. He was laid on the throw to first, and guy gets on base. The more and more, and like I said, I'm not trying, guys. I'm doing this for a living. I'm talking sports for a living at this point. Yeah. Where I'm at currently. Okay, if you call this living, yeah. Yeah. well, yeah, I am. I'm living, baby. <laughs> Just see, fireball talking sports. Uh-huh. All right, but uh, it's the more and more I watch Tim Anderson. Okay, I have to watch the Sox and have a relative mindset to where it's great. Yes, as much as I'm a Cub fan, I cannot hate the Sox anymore. I got to talk the White Sox yeah, day in, day out. Sure. Right? Tim Anderson bothers me. He really, truly does. Because for Tim Anderson to help your team, he has to bat 410 with an on base of 485. Because he can't. Because he's that bad defensively. He can't do it. And everybody, when he makes a nice play, everyone says, see, he's good. Ooh, no, he's ah. not good. He has 10 errors. Javi Baez also has 10 errors at shortstop. These two guys are both, they're very, very it's good. It's a night and day difference. It is. But Javi's, yesterday, if it wasn't for the first baseman for the Tigers, Javi threw three balls Torkelson, in the yeah, Torkelson, yeah. yeah. Torkelson scooped a couple. We had Clements, Roger Clements' kids, scooped yeah. a couple earlier in the series. Javi's, like, when he has time, he screws it up. Yes. When he doesn't have time, he's doing really, really well. But I'm the same way with T.A. And people used to get on all over my ass. They go, what don't you like about Tim Anderson? I go his defense, yeah, and then but he's. I said no. I know he hits, but it's his defense, and he's not been getting on base early. That's when Tim Anderson plays well, the White Sox do well, and Tim yeah. Anderson is not doing well right now offensively. Well, I saw, not I saw nearly there enough. Was a stat that pulled up earlier in the game yesterday afternoon when I was watching him, or uh, earlier this morning. I was sitting over at Nick and Ivy hanging out with Paul a second. It was Paul's. He's back from vacation finally, so I was hanging out with Paul a second. And we were sitting there. There was a stand that he came deserved across. a long vacation. <clears throat> he did, Paul. You deserved a long vacation. I'm glad you're back, boo boo. All right, but we're sitting there and like I'm, I'm watching the bottom line. Paul leaves. I'm, I'm still watching the bottom line, having my beer. And, and it's like guys that are are struggling right now. Yeah. And Tim Anderson over the last three days is hitting like 214. I know he's brutal. He, he's not. He, like even his offensive output yeah. right now is not good since he's come back from being hurt. He his has last struggling. 30 games, it's yeah. in 30 starts, not him on the DL. His last three starts is in like 214. Yeah. And, and the, you got to have more of that. And they're not playing him as much as he should be playing. Tomorrow, the Sox have a doubleheader. I'll guarantee you he will not play both games. I'll guarantee yeah, you I right now he yeah. will not play both games. I can see that. I don't ever want to see Lurie Garcia at shortstop again. Listen, I, and I don't have a problem with Lurie Garcia. He is what he is. He's a, he's a fill-in. He's a guy like that. But – you need to win these games. Tim Anderson needs to be out there. Right. And I'm not sure if he's asking for time off or if they're just giving it to him. But, well, I mean, they're, they're on this thing where you got, got to save your legs. Matt, what is the score of the Sox game? Uh, it's currently 4-5. Cardinals. 
Oh, I'm already at my nine. All right, all right you got your right. nine, but you're, it's over nine, right? It's over. I got the all over right, on nine. I'm already at nine, so I'm okay. As long as the Indians win, Paul and I net some net some cash. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe Paul will give me a beer if I yeah. head over to Nick and Ivy after the show. <laughs> well, you and I were talking about this too. This is something that, again, it's old news because we've been saying it the last couple of weeks. But how, how I'm I'm losing my breath on it to be honest. How long have I been saying? You have to be strong up the middle defense. Oh my god, team forever! I mean, I've been mean, saying this since I met you. But it's, you, you it's one have of the to be. Things. It's, it's yeah. you have to be. Yeah. If you go back, and I was telling a kid, Tony Kowalski, and he's this kid is all over all the White Sox pages. I, I met him. I interviewed him when we were up there for the Cubs and Sox game. Yeah. When I was up there. He's hysterical. He's he's awesome. He's a, I mean, blood in, blood out. Diehard Chicago White Sox fan, right? Yeah, that makes it tough. I'm, it yeah. does. He's yeah. like, I don't know. He's like, what the hell is going on with this team? He asked me. I was like, dude, I, I, I'm being honest with him. Look at the last 15 years of baseball. What team is weak up the middle? Catcher, shortstop, second base, center field. There's Always not one. White Sox, yeah. There's not one team that's weak. The Chicago White Sox, yeah. They're weak at catcher, shortstop, and second, second base. base. Their only strong suit is in center field. And they're not letting him run full speed. And he's not there all the time. And, I mean, yeah. like I said, the MVP play he made the other night. Yeah, yeah. Uh, boom, boom, boom. Yeah, he called off Adam Engel. Yeah, and then he missed the ball. I know, absolutely brutal. We're going to take a break. Some of our sponsors, including our guy Paul from Nick and Ivy, yes. and all these things. Um, I may finish this. Don't blink from Skeleton Key, but I got another one from Skeleton Key uh, Hellas beer in the fridge here. Uh, we come back. I want to talk a little more baseball. And then we're going to get into some other things, too. I got beer talk coming up. We got a lot going on. Fred and Mike, Hubes, Views, and Brews here on 1252 Sports. Be right back. Hello, this is Paul from Nick and Ivy Brewing Company. We are located at 1026 South State Street in historic downtown Lockport, Illinois. We are very excited to be partnering up with the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show, as well as the 1252 brand, because we are one of the few Chicagoland breweries that embrace sports and sports culture. Come in for a fresh brewed beer made right here in Lockport while catching the game of your favorite team. Stay for the live music that we have booked every weekend. Or just come for a cozy atmosphere to enjoy a good conversation with a friend, loved one, or complete stranger. Nick and Ivy makes you feel right at home no matter what the occasion is. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook by searching for Nick and Ivy Brewing Company. Visit our website for our up-to-date tap list or to go shopping on our online store at nickivybrewing.com. That's N-I-K-I-V-Y brewing.com. Come in today for a fresh brewed beer born and raised in Lockport. Hi, I'm Jonathan Darren, licensed real estate broker with Cobble Banker Real Estate Group in Homer Glen. Are you looking to buy or sell? Have you been disappointed in the past? The Jonathan Darren team with Cobble Banker Real Estate Group focuses on providing you with a concierge level of service during the process of buying or selling. We are a service-oriented team with a fresh and professional approach to selling real estate. Our goal is to combine knowledge, skills, and passion to exceed our clients' expectations, and most of all, we truly care. We are a knowledgeable real estate team focused on offering expertise and innovative solutions for our clients. The Jonathan Darren team has five full-service real estate brokers and a dedicated full-time marketer servicing all of Chicagoland. We will customize a detailed plan around your timeline for a sale, purchase, investment, estate, or other needs. Real estate transactions can be stressful, but don't need to be. Let us handle it for you. Visit our website, homesbyjdt.com, or call 708-308-1938 today. Expect better in real estate. Choose the Jonathan Darren team. 
Hi, this is Kathy O'Connell at Coach's Corner, located at 8118 West 143rd Street in Orland Park. Our phone number is 708-364-1026. We are Orland Park's number one sports bar. Come in for our wonderful beer menu and seltzers with a fully stocked bar. Watch a game, drink a beer, and try something off our amazing menu. We have everything to choose from. Nachos, potato skins, and our house-made bar chips to start off with. Then try our tacos, burgers, and one of our delicious sandwiches. And don't leave without trying our famous jumbo wings. They do not disappoint. Coach's Corner. It will sure to become your local bar. Again, we are located at 8118 West 143rd Street in Orland Park. Come see us today. And we're back. Yes, we are back here. Hubes, Hughes, and Brews. Mike joining me here. Mike's got his shows coming up on Wednesday. And uh, lots going on here at 1252 Sports. We are uh, live at the um, the Whistle Sports Bar and Grill 159 studio here in downtown. Beautiful downtown Lockport. And uh, it's so beautiful that they canceled the car show. But anyway, I'm sure there's a lot of people out here. You know, when when Paul told me that earlier, he's like, when I saw it, I was like, I looked up the weather. Yeah. I'm like, the closest fucking storm is in Kenosha. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I know. But you know what? What are we doing around here? Some of those cars are so nice. They don't want the cars open if it's going to rain at all. It's not ass and rain. (laughs) Well, no, it's not. We're not in Seattle or anything. You know, that's not the case. I had a couple more baseball things for you. Um the Cubs did win four series in a row. <laughs> they did before they went to the Los Angeles, and they jumped on the Dodgers yesterday. They yes. scored what was it five, six runs in the first crazy inning. craziness, yeah. and there was like seventeen runs scored in that game in the first three innings. Yes. And then the Dodgers end up winning as the Dodgers are want to do. The Dodgers do just win. Yeah, the Dodgers just win. That's the Freddie reason why going deep. It's talk about the field. Talk about a snub. My God. Talk about Freddie an all-star Freeman. snub. Yeah, Freddie Freeman's been there enough. Come on. Freddie Freeman is a stud. He is. He's unbelievable. Uh, there was a whole – the last week there's been a whole bunch of stuff that he wasn't given the offer that the Braves, yeah. his agent, didn't give it to him and all this kind I've of stuff. I've heard multiple reports saying it's bullshit, saying it's true, saying it's I bullshit. Like, I, bro, don't. I, don't know what it, I don't know what the deal is. I don't either. And it, it gets to the point where I don't care anymore. Right. Uh, he, he plays great. It, Dodger Stadium is a great place for him to go apple. Sure. And he does it so well. Yep. Going to left center with his left-handed he, swing, it's great. You have no idea. Like, those type of hitters, guys like Freddie Freeman, guys like uh, like Aaron Judge, where they put the shift on him and he goes oppo. Yeah. Uh, you, you have no idea how much I appreciate those hitters because I miss that type of baseball. Well, you know who used to do it for the Cubs is Rizzo. Yes. Rizzo would go left center all the time. And um, my, my former partner on ESPN 1000, also on the score, Mike Murphy, he, years ago, he actually had a tape wheel and went all the way out to left center. The sign in left center is not where the set, it's really short there. The sign says 368. Right. It's not where it's, you think it is. It's not, le- it's like a lot shorter okay. in left center at Wrigley Field than the 368. Really? And Schwarber knew it, Rizzo knew it, and they would hit home runs there. It was perfect. Hmm. And they would do that quite often. It's great seeing guys go the other way. Yeah. Um. It's really, really cool. We This happened earlier this year when the Cubs played the Braves and Wilson Contreras brought the lineup out and William Contreras, yes. his brother, brought it out. They are going to be starting in the All-Star game. 
And it's the first time brothers are starting in the All-Star game since the the Alomar brothers, Sandy and Robbie, back in 92. That's awesome. Yes. Now, Williams get, got added because Bryce Harper's out. So William Contreras is going to be um, the DH. He's hitting 277, eight homers, 40 RBIs. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That's Hap's numbers. Ian Hap's on the All-Star yeah. game. I, come on. Weren't you excited, Ian Hap? No. Your Cubs. I'd much rather see Freddie Freeman in there. No, Ian Happ. Uh, no, much less Ian no. Happ as a Cup fan. No, come on. I don't watch what to watch him not to watch him do what he does all the time and never produce a productive out. That's he, what I see him do all the time. Did you have you ever noticed his elbow pad is different than ever? His elbow pad looks like a football player's elbow pad. It's the one that's sectioned squares or sectioned instead of the hard shell. Oh, no, it's I, very very cool. He's oh, got a nice yeah. elbow guard. Oh, there you go. That's why he's in the All-Star. There you go. He has he's, a nice elbow guard. He, you know what? He worked his ass off. He's working hard. I mean, he's got a good Big coffee fish, from what I understand. Small pond. He's Big got a good fish. coffee from yeah. what I understand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I don't know. Yeah. But those are the first brothers. The Kyle Schwarber thing bothers me a little bit because a couple of years ago, I said, the White Sox don't need Kyle Schwarber. All he does is hit homers. Yeah. But now I'm saying... The White God, Sox, I wish we had Kyle yeah, Schwarber. That's so all he does is hit homers. That's all he does is hit homers. He got 28 of them. And if you think he couldn't hit more at guaranteed rate field, you're wrong. He'd hit more homers at guaranteed rate field. Um, I've said this guy's name three times to you today, and you corrected me every time. So the pitcher for the Miami Marlins. Sandy Alcantara. Okay. Seven Alcantara. Seven. I know. I even dick it up now. Yeah. yeah. So seven or more times. Uh, he's gone seven or more innings. Each of his last 12 starts. Stud. That's what a pitcher is in Major League Baseball. You're supposed to get on the mound, take the ball, and go. And he's gone seven or more in each of his 12. What has happened to balls in fucking baseball? These pitchers nowadays, they can't get through fucking four. four It's brutal. Absolutely brutal. You know, like, okay, I'm a big guy with the fantasy baseball and stuff like that. Yeah. Every single one of my fantasy baseball pitchers, besides Justin Verlander, Go fucking four and I know it was like, where are you serious? Not getting any wins. Like, yeah. Are you kidding me right now? You guys stink. Yeah. Right, it's this this guy, this kid down there in Miami, Sandy Alcantara, he is pitching his ass off. He had a great man. game yesterday. I was watching some of the highlights. On he, what a pitch. matchup. Yeah. What a matchup. Yeah. He went up against uh Tawan Walker. Tawan Walker. Yeah. And I mean, that was a rubber match, man. Tawan Walker, completely resurgent year. Yeah. Him going to the Mets. Having a great year. Finally, with some offense behind him. I got him on my fans team too, by the way. <laughs> but that was an extra inning, two nothing game. It was yeah. a great game, yeah. great yeah. game. So neither one, neither one of them got the decision. Neither one got the decision. Still. But I mean, yeah. I mean, both these guys pitching their ass off. But Sandy Alcantara has been absolutely unbelievable this year for the Marlins. Okay, Albert Pujols. He's a guy that Cub fans hate. I You're, don't. You don't hate him. Okay, I don't hate him. He tied Stan Musial, which which it's funny. Ted Williams was only. He always was looking at the standings for one guy, Stan Musial. Jordan Musial. And Musial, um, Pujols ties him for the all-time extra base hits record. He's third in the history of baseball. Wow. Albert Pujols. I didn't That's know that. awesome. That's a good stat. Yeah. That's cool. Unbelievable. So cool. And Pujols, I think it's really cool that Pujols and Cabrera go in. Uh, it's not like it's a guys guys that are out of the game. Game, right? They're still playing. Living legends still playing. Yeah, right. you put it in. That's great. The Orioles winning eight eight in a row. They're forty three and forty four. The White Sox are forty one and forty three. Sox Go are Orioles, under. baby. The Orioles are a game under, and now they come to play the Cubs for a couple of games. Yeah, two game a two game series. They'll of things beat up starting on my tomorrow. Cubbies. This pissed me off the most in baseball over the last couple of days. 
Whit Merrifield, a guy that a lot of people thought yeah, this is bullshit. Well, yeah. a guy that a lot of people thought could be coming maybe to the White Sox, yep. maybe to the Yankees, yep. wherever. He's Very a guy versatile. that can play a couple different positions. Yeah, okay. He did not play today. And that snapped a streak of 553 games that he played. 553 consecutive games for Whit Merrifield. That's over three seasons. And the next closest now. The Iron Man now in baseball is Matt Olson, who's played in 221 games. It doesn't games. even sound right. Okay, It doesn't even sound right. Whit Merrifield plays in 553 games, and Tim Anderson, coming off an injury, can't play two games in a row. <laughs> he won't play both games of the doubleheaders tomorrow. Baseball is pampering these guys uh, like ridiculous. You're, do you give them oranges at the end of each game? I don't know. Oranges do, and honestly. juice boxes? What the hell is you it? A ticket for a Gatorade and a hot dog? It's brutal. Well, what do you do? Absolutely brutal. And you know, listen, it, it's, 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 it's not just the White Sox. It's every Oh, no, team. it's everybody in baseball. It's every team. Look I know. But I, I the Royals, Whit Merrifield says, listen, I want to be out there. I want to bust my ass and be out right. there and try and help a bad yeah. team. The Royals are awful. Yeah, and they, they are terrible. Yeah, five hundred and fifty-three consecutive games for Whit Merrifield. Why are there not more guys that say, "Listen, I want to be out there every day"? And I'm not sure if it's not the players. I think it's the 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 general managers and the managers that are saying, "We need to rest you. We need you for later in the season." No, you don't. You need them every you, game. Do you think they're protecting assets? Is that what they, they, they think they are? They think they are, yeah. but they still get hurt. The guy, look at the White Sox. They're still getting hurt. It doesn't matter if you protect them or not. It's so brutal. I mean, when AJ Brzezinski played for the White Sox, he caught almost all the time. Yeah. AJ, and you gotta AJ be a stud. Be out there all the time. You're it's 162 games, right? I fucking hate AJ. Right, I can't I, stand him. His, his his attitude stinks. All the people in Boston guy, hate him too. Oh my god, he's so good though. He's he was uh, ripping. I guess he was ripping the Red Sox or some of the Red Sox Yankee stuff on the I other mean, day. I used to hate him when he was a part of the Sox because he drove me nuts. I know. You know it's. I know. Good player. Great. So player. there's a lot of great baseball going on. We'll keep talking about it here at Hughes, Hughes and Brews. We're going to slide you out and slide in. Yes. Because Matt knows his hockey. Matt Not that you and I Buck. don't. Well, we don't. I, I know some Buck. I know yeah, some Buck. A little bit. But this guy knows more than I do. I just want to ask him one question. Yeah. Well, one or two. Which looks perfect because he got a pee. So that's good. I'm sliding out. So Adios. Good. While you slide out, I'm going to open a cold, fresh joy. It is a Hellas beer from. Skeleton key. It's a skeleton key night for me. Okay. So that's my second. And again, these are like, I don't want to say lightweight, but they're really, really good. And it's, it's really good stuff. And I'm looking at it and let's see here. Come on, Matt, slide on in. Um, 5.6 alcohol by volume brewed and packaged at church street brewing. This was made when skeleton key was waiting for their place to open back up. So church, Street was allowed them to come on out there. They brewed all their stuff out there, and that's that's great. So this is a really good beer. And um, Matt's a hockey guy. Yes, that is me. Yes, <clears throat> you are Mr. Hockey. The one Trying day, to. the one day you're not wearing the a hockey one, jersey. It is very rare. Yeah, I'm not not even the hat either. Yeah, I didn't think about that one. Mm -hmm. Messing up my image already. Okay, <laughs> Blackhawk fans. <clears throat> yes, are there going to be any after this season? <laughs> Because they trade to Brinkett, they trade Doc, yeah. and then they decide not to offer deals to Strom and Kubali. Yeah, neither of them are. They they went with, uh, who is that, Caleb Jones and Kurashev instead. Yeah. Because they're slightly younger, I guess. Uh -huh. I don't know. But um, 
it was funny because I brought it up to my roommate, Kyle. I'm like, hey, uh, home opener's on a Friday. He's like, we could probably get in there for like 20 bucks. No problem. Yeah, should. They should just they walk should, right up to the glass. Yeah, they should lower point. all the ticket prices. Yeah, there's no doubt. It is, uh, it's going to be echoey, I think, in the stadium a little <laughs> bit. But, um, I mean, if you never had money to go see him before, yeah. you might as well see him now and relive, like, what, the – late 80s 90s teams how did you feel about their draft picks because they drafted guys they drafted young guys they drafted they did they drafted what some offense and defense yeah it was mostly from what i saw defense and centers at least through the first two rounds right uh i liked whoever i liked our our second pick for 13 or nazar is it frank yeah yeah i I think We'll learn how to say Yeah, exactly. This will be out there soon. There's going to be no one else to call out on the ice. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think he has something there. Uh, They're all very young. Oh, yeah. I've seen, so it's probably going to be a couple years. Sure. And then once they get here, we'll do the same thing. And like we did with the Brink and everybody and just give them away to somebody else. Well, how much did it surprise you with the the Strava and Kubalik thing? Because I, I understood the trades, but not offering these guys deals. And I know that Strom struggled. For big stretch last year, he, he did. He was the, actually that one. I'm not surprised with. Okay, he was. I mean, for a third overall pick, I think it was the Coyotes that originally drafted him. He well, he didn't perform very well there, but right. that's Arizona for yeah. It, so, and then when he got here, he did slightly better. But I wanted to see more of him. So seeing him not get it, I kind of saw that one coming. Not so much Kubalik. I thought they were going to try that. Yeah, keep him around at and, least. And Blackhawk fans, I would think Blackhawk fans at this point are like ridiculously upset because <laughs> of all the tickets in town. Yes. I mean, Bulls tickets can be expensive, but Blackhawk tickets at the United, I mean, at the United Center, yeah, yeah the United, United Center, Center are crazy expensive. Yeah, and they've they haven't really come down nearly as much as you thought. But I think this year they're going to buck that trend, and it's going to go down. I know. A lot of people are pissed off, yeah. <laughs> especially season ticket holders. And it makes me think is a good thing I didn't, didn't even bother trying to get it yet. Yeah. I'll just wait till it's, well. till the real yeah, cheap. Yeah. Essentially, yeah, yeah, at this point. Because but. it'll be like, unfortunately, it'll be like a lot of other sports where you go to games because you want to see the opposition. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to see a lot more, which was funny because that's what I always did because I had some people, friends that lived down in St. Louis. So uh-huh. I'd go and do the same yep. thing. I think now we're going to see people coming in more than going out. So. Right. Uh, and, and it's yes. and it's weird too because I mean Kyle Davidson takes over as a GM. If you're Kane or Taves, what could possibly going through their heads? Do give me the hell out. Are they I both? Think. Do you think they'll both be here when the season starts? No, absolutely. I think Kane is going to request a trade specifically to the Rangers so he can play out one more season with Panarin. I think that the guy that they should have never got they, rid the of. Yeah, they should have oh, kept. Yeah, and I think they have a decent shot at the cup if that's what happens. Taves, I think he might want to go either a retire just straight up as it is, yeah, or play up somewhere in Canada. God, play pull like a Duncan Keith, get closer to your family. He's from uh, the Winnipeg area, I think the, so yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I know that they used to make a big deal every time he would play out there. Kane's from the Buffalo area, yep, but if he but went he, to New York, that'd be gonna, perfect. Yeah, he's not gonna go Sabres though. He's no. gonna go New York still, but not. I mean, I mean, <laughs> the, the whole Panarin deal. And I at ESPN 1000, I would work with Mark Lazarus, who writes mm. columns for the athletic now. And he used to be with other other papers and things like that. And when the deal happened with Panarin for Saad, they yes. every they, I worked with him, and he said, "Well, you know what? Saad's a great two way player." I said, "Does he score forty goals?" 
No, he doesn't. He yeah. does not. So you don't get rid of a guy like Panarin. And it was brutal. And everybody that Kane has played well against or well with, yeah, they've gotten rid of. Gone. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know what? They did learn my lesson, though, by immediately training another 40-goal scorer and the, you know, breakout star potential entire future of the team <laughs> away. Yeah. I for know. For a lot less than they should have got. I know. So, I mean, it's really difficult. It's going to be tough. It's going to be a long season. Bulls just started their preseason, but now you got the Blackhawks, and and it's just absolutely unbelievable. But not even to give qualifying offers. That seems that's like White Sox way. They didn't give a qualifying offer. Yeah, they can't get anything to anything. No, they're just completely unrestricted free agents. Yeah, so that's brutal. Good job, absolutely brutal. You wanted? I think I read somewhere he's like, yeah, we're going to be strong we, we know it's going to be rebuild we're going to go right into it and they immediately just trip and instead of getting back up they just decide to you know roll yeah. in the mud for a little bit longer yeah at this no rate. it's going to be it's going to be really tough uh, and like you said hopefully if they're smart they would lower ticket prices for next year because otherwise you're not going to get people wanting to come no, not at all it's going to be well, at this point, just me, I think. And well, I was going to say, it's a perfect it's a perfect time for you to join 1252 to talk about a, exactly. really, bad, a really bad hockey team. Uh, yeah, if you want to see a really bad team or like this is what um, the future is going to hold for us and yeah. we'll be good eventually, then yeah, now is the time. Now's, now's, now's the time. Matt, appreciate you jumping Thanks on in. Thanks for having me. We're going to run a few more spots, a few more commercials here, and uh, and then we come back, it's going to be a little bit more of the beer stuff. We're going to have a bunch of beer stuff. We'll do that when we come back right here on 1252 Hubes Views and Brews. Fuzzy football. Are you ready, brother? Real football action on a glossy game surface. Play shuffle style. Slide a shuffle puck at pass or run targets. And a free mobile app keeps track of every game detail. Easy to learn, but this game of skill is difficult to master. Take care of the ball or turnovers will kill your drive. The game is guaranteed to get your competitive fire burning, and it's perfectly sized to take anywhere. The park, a barbecue, your next tailgate, or fun at home on game nights. Fozzie football is simply the best, most realistic, and competitive game of football available anywhere. Add defense when your skill improves, and take the game to the next level. The perfect mix of fast action and real football drama where a last-second Hail Mary can break hearts or make champions. Megaplex Sports Complex is a 78,000-square-foot center filled with hardwood and turf. They have baseball rentals with batting cages, softball, soccer, lacrosse, Gymnastics, cheerleading, cornhole, basketball, volleyball, and pickleball. It also features a bar and grill with the best pizza and beef sandwiches around. They cater to events such as birthdays, graduations, corporate parties, as well as memorabilia shows. Check them out at Megaplex Sports Complex, 15301 South Bell Road in Homer Glen, 708-966-4210. Hey, welcome back in. Uh, game on, a great place. Mike was there over the weekend. And by the way, if you're just driving around and it's early still, almost 8 o'clock, um, it is the fifth anniversary of our sponsor, uh, The Whistle. 
Um, the Whistle Sports Bar and Grill 159. Head on over there. They're having a lot of things going on for their um, their fifth anniversary tonight. They're open till 10 or 11 o'clock. Head on over. Tell them that we sent you from uh, Hume's Views and Brewers in 1252. Uh, make sure you tell them and uh, they'll enjoy it. You'll enjoy yourself. Great place. Great beer. They've got a Shiner Sea Salt and Lime. That I got to get over. I was going to try and get there today. I don't think I can make it, but we'll get over there. Wonderful uh, beer. Sea salt and lime in a uh, in a Shiner beer should be awesome. Speaking of beer, that's what we're going to do here for the next uh, couple minutes. Because the Naperville Ale Fest went on this past weekend over at the Naper Settlement. And for the last six, seven years, I could never make the Naperville Ale Fest. Because I worked until noon. And by the time I would get out here, it would be too late to Naperville. So I didn't go. This year, being retired, I decided I'm going. There's nothing to stopping me. And I had two tickets. So I asked Linda, my girlfriend, and she said, yeah, that'd be great. She'd never been to a beer fest before. Saturday was the absolutely perfect day. It was in the mid to upper 70s. Nice breeze. Naperville settlement with a lot of trees. There was a lot of shade, which was wonderful. They had chairs. They had Adirondack chairs so you could sit down and relax. Uh, food trucks, 8 to 10 food trucks. Linda had the Happy Lobster. Of course she did. She paid for her own lobster. I, mean, I wasn't playing for lobster uh, for her, for Linda. So she had her lobster, a lobster, nice lobster sandwich. I went to Sausage Fest beer truck, and Sausage Fest had an unbelievable way. You know how when you get a sandwich, like a um, – a brat or a, a Polish, and everything's falling out the side. Sausage Fest beer truck did their buns where they would put the stuff inside and then the sausage inside, and it would be like a pocket. So nothing leaked outside. It was a great, great brat I had. Wonderful time there. I saw Kevin from Black Horizon. They're celebrating their fifth anniversary this weekend. Saw James Ravnick from First Forest. They have an awesome beer called Space Cadet which hopefully you'll be able to get soon. Um, they had their Space Cadet and their OK Boomer. Their OK Boomer is great, too, if you can get on out there and get it. I saw Mia Reynolds and Kevin Herbst. They were pouring for Maplewood Brewing. Also, uh, Mick from Miskatonic. He's going to join us next week right here on Hume's Views and Brews. And also, John and his wife from Bubble House Brewing in Lyle. They were making some great beer. I had theirs beer, too. Um, wonderful time. Tapville, which is located in downtown Naperville. And it's a thing where they give you a card, you walk around, you pour your own beer through machines. They had a truck out there the other day with four different beers, really cool stuff. Uh, I mentioned First Forest. The whole thing, when you got the glass, it had Solemn Oath and Noon Whistle on it. So they were the they were this big sponsors of the beer fest. They had a great, great time. Linda tried... We walked around the whole place, had a couple bunch of beers. They gave you a ticket. So you could have up to 18 if the people wanted your ticket stuff. Most people said, don't worry, just go ahead, keep drinking. Um, but Linda had a Summerly. And anybody who knows Pollyanna, Pollyanna's, one of their staples is a Summerly. It's a wheat ale with raspberry in it. Linda had that. She all immediately goes, best beer I've had, absolutely the best. So she went back. She goes, before we leave, I need to go back and get another. That was great. And we met a guy who running this thing called Sunset Sodas, all-natural craft soda, okay, non-alcoholic, 
soda, no artificial, no artificial flavorings, no colors. Uh, he had a horchata root beer, which is the best kind of root beer I've ever tasted in my life. So if you get a chance, we'll try to get him out in the next couple of weeks. Talk about anniversaries. Okay, Skeleton Key's got their fifth anniversary. I'm sorry, not Skeleton Key. Black Horizon has their fifth anniversary coming up. The only reason I read it, I'm like Ron Burgundy. It's written down here, right here. It says Skeleton Key. But it's Black Horizon has their fifth anniversary coming up. I've seen their fifth anniversary shirts. They're awesome. Absolutely amazing. So their fifth anniversary shirts coming up. It's Saturday, the fifth anniversary of Black Horizon. On the same day, Oswego Brewing Company has her Backyard Barbecue 2022 from 11 to 11. Beer, bands, and barbecue should be a great time. Buckle Down Brewing and Lions, uh, a raspberry party pill or pillow party. The pillow party is a nice beer that they can add a lot of different things to. They've got raspberry. It's going to be on tap. Goldfinger's second Lagerversary is coming up on August 5th and 6th. They're adding an Italian Pilsner that was made with uh, Beerstadt, uh, lager house and also a lager with live oak brewing should be great cannot wait to get there i missed their collaboration with hopewell brewing um it's called not that far lager cannot wait to get out there and try that um i mentioned mick dempsey from miskatonic's gonna join us next week funky town brewing the guys from funky town brewing gonna join us in a couple of weeks here on hubes views and brews um one of my bucket list items Okay, my bucket list items include going to Manchester United game. I've been to uh, Munich. I've been to a game where Bayern Munich plays uh, when the Chicago Fire played there a couple of years ago. One of my bucket list items, I told you I was at the Naperville Ale Fest. They had about 50 to 60 breweries. The Great American Beer Fest every year in October in Denver takes place this year october 6th 7th and 8th in denver tickets go on sale july 13th that's two days from now on wednesday 500 plus breweries that's right 500 plus breweries the great american beer fest i'm not going to make it this year i'm hoping for next year um but if you're interested try and find them great american beer fest coming up this coming um october 6th 7th and 8th uh, tickets go on sale on Wednesday. I'm also trying to get Jeff Joniak on. Jeff Joniak, the voice of the Chicago Bears on radio. He's been a great guy, a great friend of mine for a long, long time. I want to talk to him about some Bears. Hopefully we'll get him on before the Bears uh, training camp gets underway. And we're going to have some Bears training camp tickets to give away. Yes, we got tons of those. Yeah, a bunch of tickets to give away for Bears training camp coming up. That's right. There we go. Right off camera here. We've got, uh, yeah, Mike telling me, uh, uh, Mark Greco, Carmen DeFalco, they're going to be right here. We're going to have all the chairs cut down to size. We'll all be at a normal height. Everything will be great, and we'll do that too. Um, One other thing before we go, and that is um, probably two other things. I didn't even know. I had never heard of the U.S. Beer uh, Open. But the U.S. Beer Open took place at Oswego Brewing in Oswego, good place for them to be, and Ike and Oak in Woodridge each took home three medals. Oswego Brewing took a medal, a gold, for a Belgian Saison. Also, they got medals for a German Hefeweizen and a Pilsner. And Ike and Oak, God, I got to go. I should go there right now tonight as soon as I leave here. They have a peanut butter fudge that they had. That sounds awesome. They have a fruit IPA and also a Maybach. 
They both took home three medals from the U.S. Beer Open. Other winners of the U.S. Beer Open, Maplewood Brewing, Moore Brewing, Microphone Brewing, and Midwest Coast, which is right near um, the United Center down in the city. So lots of great beer stuff going on, always. There's always great beer stuff going on. This time of year, it's wonderful. A lot of anniversaries, a lot of people getting ready for Oktoberfest. You got the Lagerversary for uh, Skeleton, uh, for Goldfinger coming up uh, August 5th and 6th. Cannot wait for a lot of this stuff. Um, thanks for jumping on in today. Uh, we're going to do another show next week, right before the All-Star game. We'll be able to talk about the All-Star participants, We'll be able to talk about where the teams sit. The White Sox continue to trail the Indians in Cleveland. We'll see how they do. They got eight games in seven days against the Indians and the Twins. We'll see how that all plays out. And um, we'll do that. Yeah. A what? Home Run Derby hot pick giveaway. We can do that. For Bears training camp tickets. Because the Home Run Derby will not be over before we get out of here. Exactly. Yeah, next Monday night. So stick around next Monday night. We also have Mick Dempsey from Miskatonic will join us. He's one of the brewers from Miskatonic. Also, Funky Town Brewing coming up in two weeks. We'll get Jeff Joniak on the uh, screen with us in weeks to come. We'll do all that and much, much more. Thanks for watching. Uh, 1252 Sports, you can find us on our Facebook page. You can also find us on Twitch. You can find us on YouTube. And uh, YouTube is great to find us, all of our fat past shows. Also, Spotify. You just want to drive around and listen to us? Yes, you can do that. Drive around. We're on Spotify. Just go to 1252 Sports Entertainment. You'll find us there. I'll be back next week. Mike's got a show coming up this Wednesday. we got a lot to talk about. Lots going on in Chicago sports. Thanks for jumping on in right here on 1252 Sports Entertainment. Thank you for listening to 1252 Sports Chicago. 